Today's scripture reading is from the second chapter of Peter's first letter, the fourth to the twelfth verse. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that has called people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing with our uh, sermon series, just simply entitled The Church. You know, two words that if you ask, um, ask anyone, um, we, each of us individually probably has, we're so conflicted, we probably have about ten different uh, responses. What is the church? You know, from a building to us. What is the church? What is it, um, as, I, as I often share, um, I, I'm less inclined to listen to what you say. I'm more inclined to listen to what you do. Because what you do speaks much more loudly than um, anything you say. Um, there's a uh, the, was it P.T. Barnum said you can fool some of the people some of the time? Some of the people you can fool all of the time. Um, you, we, we, can, we can fool people with our words. We, we can. Um, but our actions, um, as I've shared the story before, you know, when my father hit his hand with a hammer, and instead of uh, uh, expletives or anything coming out of it, it was, it was a praise God, even though it was through clenched teeth. Um, I'll never forget that. Um, that was what was in him. And even, even in the midst of pain, that was his expression of trying to seek relief, you know, in the midst of pain. You know, um, last time we looked at the second chapter of uh, Peter's first letter, again, you know, just trying to understand what is the church? What is the church? What is the church? You know, what is the church? I, just, I, I, I don't want to uh, make it overly complicated, or, but, but it is whatever answer we're apt to give in response to just my question now is probably not the right answer. Or if, it's, if it is, it's, it's such a, a, a um, um, uh, shallow answer that it really doesn't cut to the depth 
um, again, lived out in our lives, because ultimately that's, that's, that's really what matters. So, so we're in, we're in uh, Peter's uh, first letter. It's believed to have been written around 65 B.C., right before the major persecution by Nero um, in first century. Uh, church is uh, getting ready to experience an incredible time of persecution. It hasn't hit yet. Jesus is gone. It's about 35 years, 30, 35 years since Jesus was on earth. And so now, right before the persecution, right before things are getting ready to break loose, we have this letter that Peter is written to the church. And we saw last week in the first verse of the second chapter, this is what he says. He says, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Again, read these words, understand these words in the context and the setting in which they were given. 65 B.C., right before all hell would be breaking loose uh, regionally, right before the persecution. Peter writes, Therefore rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Well, again, therefore, Peter refers back to and compares and contrasts with what he had written previously in the first chapter. Uh, and as the third and the fourth verse reads, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. So what do we have here? We have the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus has ushered in a new life, has made us alive, has made that first century church alive, filled with the indwelling of God's spirit in each of his followers. So uh, again, as, 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 as history and theologians believe, this is written by Peter, and it's in the first century, it's right before persecution. Uh, the fact that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit uh, is, is, is with each and every believer prior to the persecution, that makes perfect sense. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Uh, things are getting ready to shake loose. And this is what Peter is, is reminding the church as he continues now, that's in the first chapter, now in the, back to the second chapter, in the second verse, Peter says, okay, like newborn babies implied, you should crave pure spiritual milk, so by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So as a consequence, as a, as a result of our spiritual transformation, uh, there ought to be a corresponding craving for the spiritual food that can only come from God. And I don't, I don't want to retread all of the ground that we covered last week, but again, if I don't have that, that if there's no corollary, there's no, there's no concomitant uh, desire for those things of spiritual nourishment, then I ought to question, it's like, well, 
what's the relationship that I have? Because if, if, if I have that relationship, then I should want that food that only satisfied. And I shared with you uh, the last time with my grandson, our seventh grandchild, uh, feeding him a, a Mary Callender's pot pie. He was tearing it up. But then when I tried to put a little kernel of corn in his mouth, he spit that thing out like a cannonball. He's like, no, that's not, that's not what I want. I know what I want. I know what I crave. Give me what I crave. So he had, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't spiritual relationship with God he was craving. He was craving that, that crust and that sauce and, that, and, the, and the little chicken meat that, that goes. That's what he wanted. Similarly, us as Christians, you know, that's, there, there ought to be that similar craving. It's like, I want to know him. I want to know him in his death. I want to know him in his suffering. I want to know him in his power. I want, I want to know him. I, I, want to, I want to get deep with God. Scripture is filled with, uh, as I shared before, all the invitations uh, that, that invite us to trust God through experience, that, 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 uh, to, 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 to trust God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. I'm not just telling you, uh, yeah, it tastes good, trust me. No, you taste, you see the Lord is good. Bring your whole tithe. I'm not talking about money. Bring, it, bring everything that's you. Bring everything that's you into my storehouse. I want you to be all in. Move all of your chips in with me relationally, God is saying. Move all your chips in. Put them to the center of the table. Move all your chips in. Then what, what, then, then what's his, then what the deal is, uh, uh, he says, test me in this. Bet me. See, see if... Uh, 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 if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store in it. How many of us want a blessing? You know? How, how many, I, I, it's, it's serious, I heard that. How many of us want a blessing? But, but when we play, and I, I, it's, it's a poor metaphor, it breaks down, but I'll use it anyway. When we play poker with God, if you will, we're holding back a few chips. We're not, we're not pushing all the chips in the center. We're not all in. Well, you know, you got to hedge your bet, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to get home, you know. So I, I, I'm holding back a few chips. He said, bring me everything. Bring me everything. Bring, bring me your first fruits. You know, don't give me your leftover fruit. Don't give me what you, which, what, what I could, you know, Lord, I could squeeze you in about, how about 3.30 on a Thursday? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could squeeze you in. No, give me everything. I, I shared with, uh, 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 um, I think it was our, my Bible study group. I forget who it was. It didn't matter. Uh, I said, what we, what we really need to do, and I invite you to do it. I invite you to do it. Is to look at your calendar. Deconstruct it. Kill it. Whatever things you, I, I don't mean erase it because you, you might have a doctor's appointment. I'm not saying that. I, I understand what I'm saying. Look at your calendar. Look where you spend your time. Look at the things that you're doing. Erase it all. Erase it all. Start over. How would you build it up? In relationship with you. If, if I were single, yeah, you, you, you want to marry me, I know. I'm a, I'm a nice catch and all, but I'm not. Uh, but if I were single and you were, you were trying to be in relationship with me, you, you, you're going to have to clear your calendar. And I'm going to have to do the same. You can't just, well, I can feel, well, you, you're not ready for a relationship. You don't want a relationship. 
You, you, you want a, it's a song in tones, you want a part-time lover. That's what you want. Just fit it in when you can get in, you know? It's just, just you know, 3.30 on Thursday. I'll see you then. No, I want a relationship. That's what God said. I'm a jealous God. I will, I, you, I refuse to have anything else before me. He didn't say, well, I'll work it out. It's like, there will be no other gods before me. And so we, 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 we get caught up in playing like, well, we're, we're doing religious stuff to try and accomplish some, some kind of end. I'm not sure what it is. But God is like, I'm not playing that game. You got to shove your chips to the middle of the table. But God, I got nothing. It don't matter. I'm playing the game. I call the rules. I'll feed you cards if I have to. You know, it, it don't matter. I, I created the game. That's why he said, give me everything. Test me. See if I won't just open up the window and pour out a blessing. The last time I checked, hands went up. Everybody wants a blessing, right? Yeah. But if you, if you want a blessing, you know, as I always say, if you're happy, let your face know it. If you want a blessing, if you, if you want a blessing, let your behavior show it. Don't, let's not, let's not delude ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves and say, Lord, bless me any way you can. And then we behave in such a way, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a blessing. You can't spell blessing. I can't give you a blessing. There, there's nothing I can do for you. And then we get mad at God about our state in life. I'm alone. I'm this. I'm that. Well, I can't bring anything to you. You're not, you're, you don't, you know, it, it's like playing softball. You don't have a glove. You don't have the skill set. You don't have, it's like, I can't put you in left field. Sit on the bench. Keep score. Can't put you in play. You hurt yourself. You hurt some other people. You hurt the team. No, no, we can't do that. The reason we haven't established trust in God is that we haven't depended on him. We depend, we, in this order, we depend on ourselves and we depend on others. We don't, the reason we haven't established that trust relationship with God is because we got credit cards. We know somebody. I got a degree. I got a 401. You pray about God about it. Look, my check's coming. They don't bounce. Keep living. <laughs> keep living. Just keep living. Just keep living. Just keep living. We depend on ourselves. And if that doesn't work out so well, I can call somebody. God is like way down on the list of things. He's I get to you when I get, yeah, okay, well, I really got that, 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 that doctor's note that said, okay, there's, there's nothing else we can do for you. Okay, I need the old, I need the, you needed him before you got that doctor's announcement. You needed him before then. Uh, with all this as the backdrop, Peter writes in the fourth verse, this is the message version, translation, welcome to the living stone. Catch this, the source of life. The workman took one look and threw it out. God set it in the place of honor. The source of our life is what the world has rejected. That's why you guys are such odd ducks when, it, when the world looks at you. You're weird. 
you're weird, you're, you're weird, you're strange. You come and you assemble, you, you love people unconditionally, you, 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 you give of your own substance. It, it, you know, you're down to your last dime and you're, you're giving to someone else who's down to their last dime. Uh, uh, you're praying for people. What are you praying for? It's like, you know, get off your knees, go do something. It's like, you, that, you're weird. The weird looks at you as odd. It's the world just, you guys are strange. How can a Jewish carpenter from a place called Nazareth be taken seriously? Emmanuel, yeah, you got jokes. Uh, so this is the basis. This is the foundation of uh, what we call the ecclesia, the church, a collection of people. The church, the church. I mean, the, the word itself, it means nothing more than a group, a gang, a mob. It just, you know, we put rims and tires on it, and we say, well, the church, woo, you know, it's like, and you think stained glass and wonderful singing. And it's like, but, but the word in its, in, its, in its derivation, all it means is the group. The group, the people, the mob, the assembly. Uh, and so I left uh, with a question uh, last time. You know, we say as a, as a, as a country here in the U.S., uh, in God we trust. Um, that's, that's funny. I mean, to, I mean, I don't even want to go down that path. Uh, but the question I, I, I posit and ask, ask you to, to ponder is not do... We trust in God, but do I trust in God? 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 I mean, really, do I trust in God? When I'm, when I'm writing checks, am I trusting God or, I'm tr or am I trusting the balance available? When I trust God, do, uh, do, do, well, I think I can do it, so I'll do it. Or am I really reaching out in faith, God, I don't know how this is going to work out but I trust you, so I'm going to do it. I don't know, I don't know how it's going to... I got too many, too many stories to share, but uh, <laughs> I know one, and I'm not saying you do this, uh, but the degree of trust. We're, we're stopped by, uh, uh, again, you know, my father was a prolific church planner. Uh, we're along Highway 99, uh, somewhere between Bakersfield and Fresno. Uh, God help us. Uh, the car is stopped, it's foggy, we're on the side of the freeway, it won't start. And I'm sitting there looking out the, out the window, you know, when I'm a nine, ten-year-old kid, scared, and uh, don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not saying you should do it. <laughs> Father said, put the Bible on the, on the hood of the car. Turn the key over. It started up. Oh, it's a coincidence. Maybe it was. All I know, the car started up, okay? <laughs> That's all I know. Just a, just a simple act of faith. My car's not starting. I'm stuck. God, this is your word. Get my family stranded out here in the middle of nowhere. Car starts. We don't trust because we don't believe. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. We don't trust because we don't believe. Or like the guy that says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe. I believe. But there's a part of me that's just like, ah. So today, just two verses, so trust me, it won't be long. Um, we pick up, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through 
Jesus Christ, the corn, like the cornerstone, like the cornerstone, our Savior, we are being built into a spiritual house to be set apart, a priesthood that presents spiritual, not physical sacrifices to God through Christ. Um, the imagery is, uh, the imagery is, is incredible. I just, uh, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Under the old rules, under the old rules, uh, there, was, there was the temple and there were the priests. There was a physical temple and there was a series of priests. Uh, and there had to be rules the rules were, were in place that had to be followed. What offerings to bring, how to bring them, when to bring them, what to bring. Uh, and God's presence was prescriptive. It specified the occasions and the times when God would be there. You're talking about the mercy seat. Again, don't miss this. You're talking about the mercy seat where God said, you know, uh, you, know you put the sacrifices and, and there, you put the blood, and, 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 and I will meet you there right above the mercy seat. Uh, God came at specified times under certain conditions. But now, now, we have a new relationship through Christ where we are both the temple and the priest. You are both the temple and the priest. And you can't overstate the, the significance. Uh, you know, I, and, 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 the, and the metaphor really breaks down here, but uh, we had the occasion, uh, I think it was last year, the year before, we went to D.C. to go tour the White House. Trust me, if you want to go, be prepared to stand and wait. You have to be vetted. You have to be invited. You have to, you have to ask your congressman, send me an invitation. Once you get the invitation, then you stand in line with everybody else. Then you have to be screened. Then you have to, uh, uh, you have to, and I won't say what happened. Sister Meeks had a little something in her, in her pocket she shouldn't have had, but uh, she got past the screener anyway. Uh, so, 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 so you had to go through all of these processes. Why? Because I don't have a relationship with the president. He wouldn't know me from a can of paint. Now, but if I'm Malia or Sasha, I ain't standing in line. I ain't going, through, nobody's wanting me. I'm going right in. That's, there, there's no hoo-ha about my relation. It's like, hey, do you know who I am? I'm the president's child. I, I, get, to, I, get, I get to walk right in. So, so as, as each of us, this is important, as each of us comes to him singularly in verse 4, each of us comes to him by ourselves, we, here in verse 5, we, collective, plural, we are being built into a living spiritual house that is able to accomplish things far and above the old order. I come to Christ as an individual. I accept him as an individual, but as we come together, as we come in community, as we come in fellowship, we, not me, not I, I'm not being built into, that's why I said, what you think the church is, you're wrong, or it doesn't go deep enough, that we, collective we, are being built into a spiritual house 
able to do things that I can't do by myself and could never hope to accomplish. And it goes without saying that the old rules with the old sacrifices and the old temple, it's like, that was just, again, fancy word, that was just an archetype. That was just a type of relationship that I'm going to set in place. So in 2016, what do we have? We have the opportunity to do stuff far and above what they could do in Old Testament times. Why? Because I'm priest and I'm temple. I'm one of the stones of the temple. See, I have now, now, you're a rock, you're a rock. I know you look pretty. You're a rock, you're a rock, you're a rock. We are all being built into a spiritual house that be, can be accomplished, in, that can accomplish some incredible stuff, much more so than me going out, standing on a corner, doing whatever I would do, standing out on a corner. That's the church. Christ is the living stone. We are like living stones, and we share the very essence of him. The Holy Spirit of God lives, moves, and directs us collectively. And lest we think that all of this is somehow a backdrop or a secondary plan or, or just, well, you know, God had to do a plan B because the people uh, screwed up plan A. In the 28th chapter of Isaiah, you'll see this same rendering, or the same reading here that Peter quotes. For in the scriptures, the 28th chapter of Isaiah, it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and, and precious cornerstone, and the, ones who, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. I'm closing. Here's the situation. So here's the situation. We've got, who do I have? One, two, three, four, four, four uh, results of this, this, this situation. Got a situation here. Okay, one. One, the foundation, the cornerstone is Emmanuel. God with us, Jesus the Christ. That's one. That, that's, that's, that's one. Two, the ecclesia, the gang, the group, the church. It's like a cornerstone, but it ain't the cornerstone. It's like the cornerstone, but it's not the cornerstone. Three, each of us comes to him individually, but collectively we are being built into a new collective spiritual priestly something that more perfectly does something that we could ever do singularly or we could ever do in Old Testament times. I need you. I, I need you to do evangelism. I need you to teach Bible study. I need you to teach people golf. I need you to, 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 uh, to, to handle the, the accounts of the church, of, of, the, of the assembly. I need you. We can't do this singularly. If, if, if we, well, you know, that's, that's the pastor. He needs it. No, 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 no. We, this is, this assembly is what makes us us. You can't, you, I mean, think of it like your family. You can't subtract someone from your family and still call it your family. Well, it's family minus one. Oh, well, it was nice to see uh, Uncle Joe, but Uncle Joe's dead. Time to move on. No, he's a part of your family. He's always part of your family in life or in death. So we, we by definition, we need each other. Uh, and four, as we place our trust, here's, 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 the, here's the, the, the selling point, as we place our trust in him, we will never, never, never be disappointed, or as the translation says, put to shame, as we please and exalt God. So here's the question. Have you ex ever experienced disappointment? Yes. 
Has anyone ever experienced disappointment? Uh, I, 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 know, I know everybody's had disappointment. Uh, my, you ask my wife, she, she's like, how much time do you have? <laughs> how much time do you have? Uh, it was funny, we were, we were out uh, in uh, one part of town, Folsom area at the outlet malls, uh, buying, trying to buy some shirts and, and whatever, just trying to, she's trying to help a brother out. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, don't, I don't like to shop and I don't like to spend money on me. That's, that, those, are, those are two truths, that, that, that's, just, that's just the reality. And so she literally forced me to try these on, try this on, this is on fit, I don't like this, I don't, and said, so, so I left a pile of clothes, we get back home, and the, the couple of things I, I had uh, were ill-fitting, and she said, Ugh, see, if you would have just listened to me, if you would have just listened to me, uh, I said, you disappointed? <laughs> if you would have just listened to me. This is grace. This is grace. I couldn't go yesterday. She went. She took the clothes back. She got the right sizes. And I got a little something extra in the, in the sack, too. <laughs> That's grace. If, if we can do this, if we can accomplish that on an earthly level, how much more so with God? How much more so with God? How much more so with God? Do we trust him? He said, you will never be disappointed. That's what he said. Now you've got, you've got, a, you've got, a, you've got a response to that statement. You could believe it or you could reject it. But he said, if you trust me, you'll never be disappointed. You'll never. Never? Never. Never is a long time. Never. I can't say, like I said, don't ask Sister Meek. She'll, she'll, she'll tell you. So uh, last time I, I asked, I asked again, is it in God I trust? Is it in God I trust? Or is it uh, I trust me? and I trust others, and I'll fit God in when I can. Let's pray.